welcome. Shall we today start with some celebrations? Sure. Okay. Um, it can be helpful to focus like three things you'd like to celebrate. How does that sound? I can try. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. We can start with one and see how it goes. Sure. Um, okay. So I want to celebrate being here with you today and just having the opportunity to work with you. That's huge. Number two. Hmm. I, uh, my relationship, I'm back together with my boyfriend. I don't know if we talked about that two weeks ago. I, I had, we had just broken up. Um, and that was resolved, so I'm happy about that. And number three. Wow. Um, can I just pause? Absolutely. And... Yeah, the, the life can be so unpredictable. Mm, at that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm remembering you had a lot of wisdom about validating your emotions and reminding yourself and getting some reminders that you're strong um, and that just like really allowing some space for the feelings to pass um, was really important to you. How did that go? Apparently it worked out well. I mean, I feel I feel like I handled that whole breakup situation like in I don't want to say impeccably, but, like, surprisingly mentally healthfully. Like, I felt great. Like, not great about us getting back together, even. Like, I felt so great when we broke up because I knew that either way it was going to work out for the best. And I just completely trusted that, like, either way I would be okay. And it ended up that we got back together. And I was just like, I don't know how I it came to that point where I felt so much peace no matter my external circumstance, but it was like the best feeling ever. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. So you're really noticing a shift. You're really noticing a change. Yeah, a humongous shift because I would not have handled it like that in the past. Yeah. Now, what do you, in reflecting back, and it's kind of like you're in it still, it's really recent. What do you think enabled you to have a different experience this time around? I just really trust that, like, everything happens the way that it should, and sometimes things not working out, quote-unquote, are really it working out for you, but you just can't view it that way yet. And um, I knew that everything I've gone through in my life up to this point I trust that the worst is kind of over. So I said that if I could get through that time period, I can for sure get through this time period. And I just saw it as an opportunity for me to just focus on myself and just um, find my internal strength and find that inner courage. And that if he can't be a part of my journey while I do that, then that's kind of forces me to even harness it my inner power even more 
So I was just like, all right, instead of feeling down about this and just listening to sad breakup songs every day, I'm going to allow myself to do that for like 10 minutes. And then I'm going to focus on how can I utilize this time to better myself. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much strength in there yeah. and how you're able to show up for you in this moment and lean into a sense of trust and bravery a lot of courage to be in the unknown and be anchored in who you are and there's probably no more testing experience of that than a breakup <laughs> um, so wow I'm so glad to hear that you're seeing it and that you're well, you're taking some time to celebrate and acknowledge this yeah I like the word that you said lean in because um, I just allowed myself to lean into like the suckiness of the situation I was like you know, I want to take a spiritual perspective on this, but I'm not going to act like I have no emotions and it doesn't suck. So I just kind of like allowed myself to lean into the grief and the loss and just validate like this is normal, but everything's temporary. It will pass. And um, just kind of using the pain as a catalyst for just further self-discovery. And just something that really helped me was asking myself what the breakup brought up for me and I kind of just dove into it like um the feeling of rejection the feeling of abandonment those are core wounds that I've had for me my entire life and this experience of the breakup kind of just like re-triggering that wound so I just leaned into sitting with those feelings of discomfort and abandonment and rejection and just ask myself, like, is this really me being rejected or is this just triggering old feelings of rejection for me? And kind of viewing it that way and differentiating between the two. Wow. Brilliant. That takes so much wisdom and skill to be able to re-experience emotions and challenging emotions and be with them. Mm -hmm. Not avoid, fight, repress, but be with. And also keep the perspective that this is a different experience, that today is a different time. Yes. Mm -hmm. It shows quite a developed capacity to uh, to be with yourself yeah I'm trying <laughs> it's taken 27 years but we're finally getting somewhere <laughs> yeah well done thank you hmm. well I know we said three celebrations is there another one or does that feel complete I feel good with those two um I'm sure there's a zillion things I could be grateful for. Uh, Oh, um, 
I am going back to teaching yoga physically, like in person again. Um, I used to teach in studio a couple years ago, and then in 2019, I was hit by a drunk driver, so I was out of commission for a while. So um, it actually all happened the week that Nick broke up with me, like two days later. I was like, you know what? I'm going to join yoga. And then I went to the studio and I was offered a job on the spot. So it really all worked out. So I'm really thankful for that too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> and seeing the one step can open up other doors. Yeah. Well. It's so interesting how that happened. I mean, I'm only going to be teaching one class a week. Um, more for just like the experience of it. I'm not relying on it for money because it's what, like $20. <laughs> but I'm just so thankful that I have the opportunity to teach in studio again. And it's so interesting how that week when everything felt like it was falling apart, like something really good came out of it. Uh, I'm wondering if you're seeing a way that you were showing up as um, connected to what happened in physical reality. And, yeah. I mean, um, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I'm hearing is that there's there's some connection that you're making between how you were being and how you were facing this challenging moment in your life and the choices that you were making and the ripple effect mm. of choices. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that when unexpected I'll use the I, I don't want to say the word bad things happen but when unexpected things happen um that cliche saying like when one door closes another one opens it's cliche because it's true um I think that I could have just kind of soaked in my sorrow and just done nothing and used it as an excuse to just go back to old addictions or like self-harm behavior but I was like no we're not throwing the pity party now like we're gonna like what am I needing like and I was feeling so alone so I was like okay let me go on uh lean on my support system let me reach out to my friends um let me join yoga because I felt very spiritually disconnected and I know for me yoga is like my favorite form of self-care like physically mentally spiritually so I, I decided to join yoga and I'm really happy that I, I did that because I had something to look forward to every night and something that I was giving to myself. And even though it felt like my relationship commitment had been severed, I was committing to yoga. So it's just all like a shift in perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like a choice that you are making too along with it that you could see one way that you could have gone and that you despite monkey mind despite all the things made some choices to lean into your wisdom yeah and I was just trying to kind of like take my own advice because I had told Nick 
um, one of the biggest challenges in our relationship prior was he thought that your romantic partner is supposed to make you happy. And I, I completely understand that way of thinking, but I told him, you can't rely on someone else to meet all of your human needs and make you happy. And then when we broke up, I was like, okay, I feel in one way, like the monkey mind is telling me my happiness was ripped out of my hands, but let me kind of squash that and see how else I could meet my needs and make myself happy. And that's where I joined yoga. <laughs> yes. Oh, well done. What a triumph. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah. So with this, I'm wondering how I might support you today. Well, today I really have something that I've realized I need to work on. It is um, in the like the field of relationships, but not so much romantic um, that I've noticed that is kind of, I don't want to say a weakness of mine, but a challenge is I've realized that a lot of my relationships in my life are toxic, and that word is kind of overused at this point, but it doesn't mean that those people are bad people. It just means they might not be good for me anymore or they're not serving my highest good anymore. Like it, it doesn't mean like their shit. It's, it's all their fault. Like they suck. I've realized that sometimes people are toxic to us just because it's not a healthy relationship for us anymore. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people. Um, I don't know how to like terminate those relationships. I, I wouldn't say I'm in like an unhealthy, toxic romantic relationship anymore but I see how family-wise friend-wise it's still existing and I was kind of analyzing my relationships and I realized like 75% of the people in my life I don't even like them as people but I'm one of those types of people that tries to always keep the peace and people please and just accommodate and I just can be a doormat and I'm not getting anything from the relationship. It's either like a one-sided friendship or whatnot. Um, some people in my life are just like boundary bullies. And I always end up apologizing. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When I'm not freaking sorry. Like, I'm really not sorry. And I don't want you in my life anymore. But I don't, I don't know how to go about doing that. Like, ending those one-sided relationships. I feel kind of like stuck in them until someone decides they don't want me anymore or I move away to the other side of the country like so I don't know if you have any guidance on that it's really hard <laughs> oh yeah I'm so glad that you brought this up and I can see how important it is and there's like a passion in your voice and even a little tiny smile when you say Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I'm like so sick of saying sorry when I'm not friggin' sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really acknowledge your courage to bring this up and bringing it up here and giving a voice to it here is a powerful first step. And 
what I'm hearing is that you're seeing some shifts in one area in your life, in your relationship, something shifted there. And you're starting to see that there's other areas that you'd like to shift as well. Yeah, most definitely. And um, I like to take it from the viewpoint as like, I have the power, not these other people are at fault and I'm powerless. Like, I really like to shift that perspective from like, oh, I'm the victim and I'm at the fault of all these people. I like to like flip that and say like, where can I take accountability and change my behavior not rely on the people around me to change. Mm-hmm. I've just found that more helpful for me personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and why is that important to you? Because it just feels so yucky the other way. Um, I'm really starting to enjoy just like personal responsibility at this time in my life. and And I think that the last year has taught me that we're not at the like the wit of other people's actions like um especially when you rely so much on other people to make you happy or other people to change for you to be happy like you're never going to be satisfied you have to do that inner work and I like to just see these struggles even though they're difficult as like an opportunity for me to like grow even more All right. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. At the end of some growth. <laughs> Might be a little little stuck and and um, but here you are, very very willing. And I'm wondering like at the end of the session, what specifically would you love to walk away with? I just think the two words that came to mind right now were just empowerment and insight Mm -hmm. so maybe empowered insight (laughs) if I were to combine them Uh empowered insight yeah and if someone who was empowered and insightful or was acting in empowered insight what might they be doing that would demonstrate that in their relationships you're doing great I think someone that had a lot of self-respect is another word that just came to mind would not stay in relationships that made them feel like shit for one um I just don't know the right way to go about it because I don't I don't love ghosting people. I don't love falling off the face of the earth hoping that people get the hint. But I also am such a peacekeeper at fault to my own needs. So this is a really new skill for you. Yeah. It's new and it's a repeated pattern that's come up multiple times in my life where I have such 
issues asserting myself. And I, I could give you an, a recent example. When I was at yoga the other day, this person next to me started talking to me. And, and I love friendly people. But they, they started telling me to donate to their GoFundMe. And like they were like, let me give you, let me send you the link. Um, and I don't love giving my phone number out to strangers. I really don't. It's kind of just like a personal boundary violation. Yet I found myself being in this position where I was like, she asked for my number, so I have to give it to her. I gave her my number, and then she's like texting me saying, like, did you donate to my GoFundMe yet? And um, after class, she she like asked me to treat her to breakfast and like give her a ride somewhere. And I was just put in such an awkward position and. I don't know how to shut that shit down because I, I don't mean to be like selfish and not kind, but at the same time, I want to give from like a loving, sincere place. And I wasn't in the capacity to do that. So I don't know how to assert myself effectively at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, so you would like to be more assertive. Yeah, for in- sure. Yeah, that's really important to you. Yeah. Yeah, so you've mentioned a few things like people pleasing, um, I think is what you said. Um, what, what do you feel is getting in the way of being assertive? I feel like there's a lot of different things for me, especially as someone that has a history of pretty severe like verbal abuse. It's been a struggle to find my voice and believe that my voice matters. Um, Also just like low confidence in myself and sort of this uh, idea that if I say no to people or if I'm truthful with people that my truth is gonna hurt them and they're gonna think I'm the bad guy. So I think a lot of it has to do with my perception of how I believe people will see me. Got it. Got it. And is there someone specific that comes to mind that you'd love to be practicing or expressing being assertive? Mm. The easiest person would probably be my mother. Uh, because I live with her every single day and she is my mom so it is somewhat easier for me to just be my authentic self with her because she knows who I am on every level Um, I would say I'm decently assertive with Nick not all the time but um, that's definitely an opportunity to practice with and my friends for sure my friend group friends okay yeah out of all of those which one has the most energy for you right now right now i'd say the one i'm struggling with the most is friendship circle yeah okay and is there any friend dynamic specifically Mm-hmm. okay yeah <laughs> i don't know if this is my problem or I feel like a lot of us expect I don't know and I I would love to get your opinion on this do we expect too much from our friends 
to be these perfect people that are always available to us, always willing and ready to meet our needs, always happily dropping things for us to come see us. Like, is that expecting too much from friends? Or do we have to respect that they have their own lives, they have their own relationships, and sometimes they're not, like in the best mindset to show up for us completely. Like, I really don't know the balance. I I don't think I know what the definition of a good friend is, honestly. Yeah. This is a wonderful question. (laughs) It just got so deep. (laughs) What are you experiencing? I feel like that's the first time I've ever, like, said that question out loud. Like, when it comes to friendship, I really don't know what it means to be a good friend. Not just for other people, but for myself, too. Because I I feel like I want to be a good friend, but I also have to be willing to say no to people so that I can show up for myself. And where do we stop that kind of, like, self-sacrificial process of like I'm willing to meet your needs at the expense of my own I don't really know where to draw that line Mm -hmm. yeah so where to meet your needs at the expense of my own yeah I just want to acknowledge you for being willing to look at this right now the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage. And I'm hearing that this looking at relationships is something that you're wanting more clarity on with what what a friendship is. And I'm wondering what, what friendship means to you. For sure, and I don't think I've ever really had time to explore that, like, wholeheartedly until this year, I would say, because up until I was 24, 25, like, I was just in a stream of abusive relationships that I really didn't have time for friends, or friends didn't really matter to me, or I was so, like, mentally ill that, like, I was just completely isolated and really didn't have friends, Um, And then in the last year, I want to say 26, 27, thank God I'm past that point. Um, So now I've just developed more like deep friendships. um, And I've been battling with it for like a year of like, I don't even know if I really want to be friends with this person, but I feel like this happened with them or they're so close by that like I feel bound to that friendship. And it's just... It really does take its its toll. And, and I don't think that society really talks about... They talk so much about, like, is your romantic relationship unhealthy? But no one really pays attention to how the people around them every day, their friends and their family, can negatively impact your mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you're really seeing your own growth in romantic relationships and getting out of unhealthy patterns is now opening up this opportunity to really start to look at friendship even though it's not necessarily something that millions of books are written 
about or that are on the forefront, it's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so can you say more about bound, being bound by friends? Yeah, it kind of feels like certain relationships with people in my friend group um, is just like expected or it feels like a contract um, or I, I don't know, It it's like I don't have a real reason to be like because in like a romantic relationship for example if someone cheats on you you have the right to be angry and not want to continue that relationship but in a friendship it's like little microaggressions I guess or just like I don't know this brings me back to like feeling like my emotions aren't valid enough to want to end a, a relationship whether that be romantic family or friendship like I feel like just feeling like I don't want it anymore isn't enough and I think that is an issue in itself that needs to be explored more What worries you the most about not being enough? That's just a recipe to stay in relationships longer than their expiration date. Mm. Yeah, so it means that you you stay in them. Yeah, I stay in relationships. This is a pattern repeatedly throughout my life way longer than I want to and I always say that half the relationship I spend thinking about how I'm going to get out of the relationship (laughs) yeah yeah up until now yes up until now that I'm working on this (laughs) and hopefully resolving it (laughs) Uh, yeah so this way of seeing that you're you're bound or there's an expectation or a contract that's that's an interesting way of of seeing things yeah yeah Yeah, that's how I view it on my end at least I don't know how other people see it but from my experience that's just how I feel like I owe it to someone to just stick it out you owe it to someone to stick it out yeah and then it sounds like underneath that there's the feeling that my I'm not enough my feelings aren't aren't enough to warrant changing things or or ending things do I have that right or is there something I'm missing no a hundred percent that that um I remember in a past romantic relationship, for some reason, I just, I didn't want the relationship anymore. I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but I remember feeling so upset and I was like, I wish he would do something really bad so that I had an excuse to break up with him because for whatever reason, me just not wanting it anymore doesn't feel like it's a good enough reason. And it feels like the exact same thing now, except with a different person or people yeah 
so is there more for you to cough up kind of about this I'm not enough um I feel like the (laughs) not feeling enough is definitely a strong like core wound for me but the consistent invalidation of my emotions throughout my life has definitely made it very hard for me to validate my own feelings and my own experience. Um, And that's why I think perhaps I feel like my emotions aren't a good enough reason. It's, It's not valid enough. You're doing great. Mm. Um, yeah what are you seeing as you give voice to this internal conversation I just wish that there was a way for me to just get rid of that negative uh, way of thinking because that's not it's not like anyone right now is telling me that it's just the truth that I've adapted for myself internally like that's my internal dialogue with myself and I wish there was a way to just kind of like forget that because it's not helpful or useful to me anymore yeah but you're willing to look at it you're willing to really notice it and see what it sounds like inside. Yeah, and I think that's a struggle for me is that I'm almost always more than willing to examine my behaviors. However, I don't always know the best way to go about approaching them or changing them, I guess. Yeah. Well, you're you're doing great so far (laughs) thank you if if this conversation that you're having with yourself where you look at your emotions and you invalidate them if that were a monkey mind conversation what symptoms might be there a good question. I I would have to pull up the worksheet. I should always just probably pull up the worksheet at the start of every session we have, but um, Do you have it available? If you could just send it in the chat, that would be really helpful. Eventually, one of these days I'll remember, but (laughs) I'll just remember. (laughs) All good. We We are just rocking and rolling with it. Um... I have it booked, Mark. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. Um, the first one I saw was resignation. This won't make a difference. Things might as well just stay the way they are. That one is really big in this situation. 
um, especially because throughout the last year or two, there's been so many instances where I was just like, I've had enough, like this is the last straw, I'm not going to let this person walk over me anymore, and then I was just like, a day later, a week later, I'm just like, eh, I'll just, like, I might as well not rock the boat, like, let me just stay in this, and then I proved myself right again, um, so that one is really, really big, resignation. Does that feel like the kerchunk of it, or are there any more little ones that are part of it? Hmm. Um, justification also stood out not so much self-justification but I don't know the opposite of self-justification but justifying other people's actions um which I think I, I try to be a very compassionate person but sometimes my empathy allows me to let people cross my boundaries because I justify that, like, oh, no one's perfect, like, they're just probably dealing with their own stuff, like, at the expense of my own boundaries being violated, so that one also stands out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done. Well seen. Yeah. Well, what... What for you is more interesting in validating your feelings or, you know, if we, if we just put that aside for a moment, this monkey mind conversation that likes to come in and invalidate what you're really feeling and justify it and then be resigned to it. What might that free you to focus on instead? What I want, what I feel, not what I think other people want, or what I think other people feel about me. Because that wouldn't really matter. Like, if they want the friendship, but if I don't want the friendship, then why do I have to stay in something that I don't want just because I think they want it? Like, (laughs) Yeah. And what's more interesting to you? What you want or the monkey mind? Um, what do you mean by interesting? Yeah, which... What else can I say this? What opens up more energy? Feels more just good in your heart? Well, I think the the monkey mind feels easier just because I do it without even thinking about it. <laughs> um, it's kind of like habitual at this point, like second nature. The, um, the latter, though, is definitely my goal, but it seems, um, it seems like there's more obstacles in the way of that one. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. The resignation. The justification. They're just right there. Yep. <laughs> Whenever you take that step towards coming into connection with what you want, they're, they're just little friends there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like the little whack-a-moles that keep popping yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so one of the um, one of the ways that monkey mind is can be successful is that when when we're up to doing something new, especially when it's new, and we have these ways that we're more comfortable doing things, monkey mind just loves the status quo. It doesn't like doing new things, so it's inevitable that they will be there, and so we include the monkey mind as part of the human's journey when you're about to take those steps. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, hi, here you are. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Of course you would be here. And it's the ability to observe it and to see it and to know that you don't have to be it in that moment that creates a little bit more space for you to make some different choices and one thing that's really helpful is to make those really small 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 sweet steps that begin to grow a new branch that begin to grow a new leaf because it's new because it's scary that's no it's I think our brains really want to feel like we can just get rid of this monkey mind we'll just get it make it go away but really the magic of it and the art of it is despite even with monkey mind what might be one small way forward that would support you and focusing on what you Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm just digesting it because, um, I mean, I want quality people in my life. Yeah. I, I also want to be a quality person. You know, when they say with, with like dating, think of all the qualities in a partner you want to attract. Well, you have to be those qualities yourself first. So it's like, I would say I'm a very understanding person. But at the same time, like, I have all these energy, like, emotional vampires that feel like they're kind of sucking the life out of me, for lack of better words. Um, So it's like, how do I be an understanding person and at the same time walk away when my biggest fear is kind of, like, stepping on people's toes? So how do you do that without offending anyone, I guess? Um... But to answer your question, what I want is quality relationships in my life. Yes. And in creating quality relationships in your life, what, um, I wonder if you have your standards of integrity available in sight. Is that... Is that something we worked on together? 
Yes, we did that last session, and it was where you came up with that list. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't have that on hand. I wrote that down in my journal upstairs, but I'm trying to remember what the qualities were. There was three big ones. Hmm. Um, And I think that you said that the qualities in which we recognize in other people are the qualities that we have ourselves, something along those lines. Mm. I believe you said that. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, one of us said it. (laughs) Yeah, but integrity is a huge one for me. Um, That's something I don't really feel aligned with myself personally. Like, I'm striving to be a person of just authenticity and just dignity. I don't feel I'm there yet because so often I don't even speak my own truth in fear of someone not holding space for my truth. So it's easier for me to just lie or make an excuse um, because I have that fear of if I tell them the truth, then they won't like me anymore or they'll think differently of me. So that's why I think that I'm not a person of integrity, at least in the way that I want to be. Because honesty and transparency are are something I've struggled with my entire life just because of the way that it's been received. But I remember the qualities on that sheet. I believe one of them was just like empathy and um, open-mindedness. And I feel like those feel very aligned. Those resonate with me. But the other ones like um, being genuine, I definitely battle with a lot more. I wonder if we could say those are aspects of who you really are and that you're learning how to connect more with them. And it's it's so clear that you see it as really important to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be bringing it up or you wouldn't be frustrated. <laughs> Definitely right? That's frustrated, yes. <laughs> that, that we're up against something or that we're not acting in our standards of integrity is frustration. So it means that you have it in you and there's just some skills to be developed along the way. And those skills can happen in really small steps, right? I think we said before, it's like our brains, our monkey minds would want it to be really big and all happen at once. <laughs> and I'm wondering if there's might be one small sweet step that would support you in creating quality relationships right now. I mean, that's a good question. The way that you reframe that was a lot gentler and sounded a lot kinder that I'm just <laughs> learning. I'm learning how to be better at those things. Not that I'm completely like an undignified person. That's just <laughs> like my self-critic coming out. Oh, yes, of course. That sounds very self-critic-y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what a good small step would be, honestly. I feel like I'm trying to figure that out myself so that I could actually implement it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what a practice could be to get there. Mm-hmm. I have a thought. Um, you know, you, you wrote out your vision. I think we started for coaching and yes. did some practices of creating a vision. Um, I wonder if it would be supportive for you to just write and get kind of creative about what a friendship, what's the kind of quality friendship that you would want? Mm. What would that look like? Who would you be being in a quality relationship and how would you who would you want to be in that circle with you yeah that's a really good one that's a really (laughs) good idea because I think for me I just I feel like when you even propose that question I immediately resorted to what do people expect from me But it's like, if I were creating, or to describe a quality friendship, what would that look like for me? Hmm. Yeah, so this is a practice of kind of turning the wheel and noticing, which will come up, the, the old patterns, the thoughts, like just like you did oh, there are those thoughts, and then, huh, as a creator in my life, like, and as a visionary, if I, if I could just write or express what that might be, and it doesn't have to be perfect, right, this is like a sketch, which is how a lot of visions start, just drawing some things down and seeing what's there and then we can look together at it okay that's a good idea and and I'm happy that you suggested that because I journal every day and um I've been following like these this list of journal prompts and I ran out and I was just like anxious (laughs) I'm like what am I gonna journal about today so this is perfect (laughs) great and because monkey mind likes to be very vague um, by when would you be willing to journal about what a quality relationship or quality friendship would look like? By tomorrow. By tomorrow? Yeah. I, I prefer to just do it instantaneously so that I'm not anxiously, like, putting it off or thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. And, um...